0: Let's go.
1: I sell products, not advertising. This monkey
0: business is in your blood, under your skin. You're okay, now he's getting in. You're only getting started. People will think. What I tell them to think. Oh, have I got your attention now? You have part of my
1: attention. You have the minimum amount. This guy's got the right idea.
0: Why don't we begin?
1: Target locked and ready. Bombs away. Oh, we now have visual on target. Okay, so welcome back to Built the Scale with me, your host, Mitch Fanning. Joining me today is Jennifer Kern, CMO of Q, a tech company focused on disrupting the uh, restaurant industry with its all-in-one enterprise POS solution. Jennifer, how you doing today?
0: I'm great. How are you, Mitch?
1: Um, I'm doing well. Listen, so first, I'm really excited to have you on the show. You know, we we kind of started this conversation about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, about a month ago, you and I are kind of in a, in, in, the same mastermind group, which we'll maybe, uh, get to, or talk about today. Cause it's kind of, uh, it, it kind of is part of, you know, what we're going to talk about as far as the topic, but, uh, you know, and to set the tone in the context, uh, you know, when we are in this group, I was asked to kind of bring a challenge to the group. And, and, uh, the challenge I brought was essentially you know, given this new environment, this new normal we're in as far as working remote, uh, you know, the idea of how we're going to deal with uh, mental health, uh, to use a buzzword, Zoom fatigue, and really maintaining that culture given the fact that in in this case, the only thing somebody needs to do to change a company is change their email. So, um, you know, and I and I think the way I would use this as, as far as an analogy is, you know, in marketing, a lot of the people who who put on events now went to virtual events and they thought they could kind of play out that whole uh, trade show by just throwing something on the screen and then just selling a lot of uh, sponsorships and, and and it's not really being useful to to the customer. And that's how I kind of see th- this topic is that is that the companies who uh, aren't being deliberate in helping their 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 leaders and their and their and their staff, uh, really uh, improve mental health and kind of provide that culture in this kind of environment, the ones that that kind of don't do things differently or, or like transition, I, I feel like are going to lose, and the ones that have figured it out are going to kind of continue to win or, or win in the, in the future. So, so that all being said, that's kind of the context. Let's start off by just expanding on that intro with, you know, you just kind of introducing yourself a little bit and you know, kind of how you made your way into the world of marketing.
0: Okay, sure. Um, I mean, I, first of all, thanks for thanks for asking me and I'd love to just dive into your, your topic here. Um, I mean, by way of introduction, I've been in marketing for 25 years. <laughs> um. I've been head of marketing, you know, for tech companies for most of that time, not most of it, half of it, let's say. I was in the agency for the first first half of my career um, and started working for tech SaaS companies and your your build to scale uh, persona. I saw your outline, like one to 10 million. I, I've been in that sector for since 2010. Um. And yeah, so we were on that mastermind group and, um, you were talking about that and it reminded me of something i heard someone say, which what recently, which was that we weren't, um, created to exist in the two dimensional space.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which,
0: you know, I had brought up zoom fatigue, which is a real thing that I struggle with. It's very, very difficult for me. I'm a natural light girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm an outdoors girl. Um, I did work, you know, in the office buildings for quite a long time, but I would, was very intentional about taking breaks from that, from even the building, um, going outside, duh, 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 duh. and I've had to work really hard. Again, you know, I love how you're using this word deliberate, right? I've had to be very deliberate about managing my schedule in the pandemic world because otherwise I'm on Zoom calls literally all day. And I find it incredibly draining, uninspiring, and difficult. And when when that gentleman said that to me, he said we weren't created to exist in the two-dimensional world. It gave me a huge relief because I had been so hard on myself about having difficulty with this. Like, oh, and just feeling so drained. And and I work at a tech company with a lot of tech people who are used to staring at their screen 24-7 and it really wasn't as much of an issue for them. For me, it was a huge issue. Um, I'm I'm an extrovert. I'm a people person. But beyond all those labels, because I don't like to put labels on myself or anyone else, um, I just really had struggled in that transition um, in the early pandemic days. And the thing I've continued to struggle with the most is the screen time.
1: Yep.
0: And um, so it was a huge kind of, it was a big shift for me at that time because I I, I let myself off the hook, if sort of say. Like, I, I gave myself the permission to be okay with struggling with Zoom fatigue. And, you know, I'm a very outspoken person. and So I felt like we need to talk about it more. We need to talk about mental health and Zoom fatigue more. and And being deliberate about maintaining that, you know, sort of sanity, whatever that means for each of us as individuals. So... There's, there's
1: some background for you. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, like, you know, I'm going to go off off script a little bit, but like perfect example is, you know, I've personally heard, uh, and I, so my, my, my experience is, uh, yeah, I found myself not taking breaks, uh, natural breaks within the day. And I, and I found that my, uh, people at the company were not and specifically my team. And so you know, kind of to to go on a bit of a, a tactical, uh, tangent. One of the things I started to do and I started to recommend to my team and it sounds really easy, but again, it's about being deliberate because, you know, when you're in say office, sometimes there's natural occurrences where you get up and you, you, you can have these breaks, but I found myself scheduling breaks within my calendar, uh, you know, focus time in my calendar, lunch in my calendar, afternoon breaks in my calendar. Uh, and, and I noticed that, uh, even then it was still hard, yeah. but I also noticed I was at least doing it. And, and, and I think, uh, my team started to to take on that habit. So again, from it, from an individual purpose, you know, not taking this break, uh, these breaks, uh, I found, uh, you know, people were, were getting just, uh, fatigued in general. And, and so that's one of them. Now from an individual perspective, you know, you know in addition to to taking those breaks, you know, we we were talking about some of the other things uh in a kind of a document that we were kind of collaborating on. What are the other things that you as an individual do to kind of make to ensure that you are protecting your mental health and and not kind of getting deep into z- zoom fatigue as, as we were calling it?
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of things, I really like what you just mentioned, because I also, you know, a couple weeks, months into the pandemic, I was like, I need to schedule time on my calendar that's blocked. And it said, go outside, go for a walk, clear your bed, get lunch. It was, and it was over the lunch hour. And so I put that on there. And, and like you said, it was hard to protect that time. Like, in the beginning, it was easy. And then, you know, calendar creep happens. (laughs) And it's like, oh, I don't have any space. But I actually think what I'm going to do is put more than one spot. Because I had an hour block, like to make sure I would stop and eat lunch and see my family and get outside and maybe exercise if I hadn't for the day. But I think actually having the way you said it is even a little bit better. Maybe I have two or three shorter blocks during the day, because realistically, I don't really usually take a full hour off the screen. Um, I am starting my day a lot later. So I do think it's really nice that we can work in our pajamas and stay at home. And I had a 30 minute commute before, which, you know, now I don't have, I will say I do go into the office once or twice. That's part of my I struggle with that too, but that's part of what I just accepted. I needed to get out of the house at least once or twice a week and change the scenery. And it jumpstarts my creative juices and I'm more productive. So I do that. Um, in the morning, I spend a good amount of time. I'm a big believer in meditation and silence. Um, and just starting the day slow and easy and not like rushing into the day um, and so I've really le- been able to lean into that in this pandemic, and that's been fantastic for me. Um, drink, you know, I drink my lemon water every morning. I make sure I'm drinking a lot of water during the day. I make sure I'm doing my deep breathing in the morning. Um, so having that quiet time is important. And sometimes that includes writing, like if I need to do a little journaling or writing. Um, right now, I'm writing a gratitude list every morning as part of that time. Um, And then, yeah. And then, you know, I start my day between, you know, nine and 10. Um, Sometimes it's later, sometimes it's earlier. Again, it depends, you know, a little bit of what I have going on. And then I tend to go, you know, pretty hard and, and long. And by, you know, with all the Zoom meetings between, you know, 10 and four, I'm pretty much done at four or five o'clock. I mean, and, and the hard thing is like, then it's like, oh, my gosh, but I've been on meetings all day. So I actually ha- haven't gotten much done. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, so, you know, those are some of the things I've done. I mean, it was easier when the weather was nicer. The winter has been challenging. And I know a lot of people with mental health issues suffer during the winter. And let's face it, you know, there's a high percentage of people that have mental health issues, whether it's depression or or the seasonal effectiveness or. Lots of other, you know, mental hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, this time of year on the East Coast is tough. February is a glum month, yep. <laughs> you know, um, and I know you're out, you know, more out in, in the Midwest or Western area and, you know, you have your own you know, weather thing, patterns there, but you know today it's it's saturday and it's 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 really gray it's really overcast it was supposed to snow which would have kind of been nice but instead it's like sleep and rain and slush and just damn cold and it's you know it's it's tough on days like that to do get the outdoors time and the air and and the you know change of scenery and perspective that that i need you know and um So yeah, it's it's challenging. Um, I have a close network of women friends that I've gotten really really closer to. Particularly, you know, one one uh, my bestie, (laughs) and we you know we used to see each other maybe once a week, once every other week, and now we see each other three or four times a week. And I make that break to go, and she says, Jen, make the time. Like there's a Starbucks right up the street. We go, you know, sit outside in our cars or a table if the weather's nice and i use that as my time my pause time and and, you know i'm a big proponent of turning off the technology you know it's hard to do it but we have to do it to be present well it's,
1: it's interesting um you know again being deliberate and there's a couple things that you said there that i want to kind of touch upon um number one Uh I think what's what's interesting is given the situation we're in, it we can actually design the day or the week that we that we want to. Uh and and I'm kinda I was kinda like you. Um I started uh you know, I'd get into the office normally uh you know, in a in a normal world around 915, uh and uh, but I would also get up early and kind of do do my morning uh, my morning routine, but also do a little bit of work before I got in and then kind of prepped. And what I found is I still do that, but instead of like say working out uh, well before eight, sometimes I work out at eight thirty nine. But I'm still kind of getting, uh, and I've also worked before that. So I'll, I'll do some work, then I'll work out. Uh, so the point I'm making is I'm I'm. Building my schedule around this new environment we're in instead of just, you know, doing the things that we used to do, uh, just for the sake of doing it because we had to be in the office or it was kind of the the thing. But I also think that afterwards, I'm probably going to go into the office in the afternoons, uh, twice, two, maybe three times a week. I, I think there will be like a good balance, but uh i'm probably going to it's going to be a hybrid for me and i think that's the point is that it's going to give us the ability to really design you know our schedule the way we, we 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 need to because certain people are morning people and certain people aren't so i think that's been one of the positives uh but again it all comes down to being deliberate right
0: yeah and understanding yourself and what works for you you know um i mean we were all in sort of this one size fits all schedule before, right? Um, And I mean, you and I had talked about, I mean, my company has been, even before the pandemic, we were a very virtual distributed company geographically. And um, we didn't have a huge consensus of people in the office. It was about, you know, one eighth of the company actually coming into the office. But my whole work history, like, you know, I entered the workplace in you know, late 90s, uh, has always been that you go to the office and, um, this is really, I feel like this has given us like everyone some time to really think, well, wait a minute, when you feel like you're in charge of your own, like you, you were sort of talking about like taking your own power back, right? When you feel like you're in charge of setting your own schedule, it is empowering. Um, and we've had to let go of a lot of preconceived notions about, you know, coming, you know, the nine to five day at the office.
1: Exactly. For me,
0: for me too. I mean, as a creative person in marketing, like there's something that happens in that collaborative creative space when you're together brainstorming and ideating. Um, I haven't tried that. I know there are people doing that on zoom and, and doing like, you know, brainstorming and war room type things on zoom um my team is very small right now and so I don't you know I'm hiring but I, I haven't done that I, I've done it most effectively in person so um I do for me like having a hybrid approach is really nice and I, I'm looking forward to that
1: yeah I I love the whiteboard and so that's the other thing I've been thinking about I'm um, actually um Putting together a new office and uh, uh, in my room, my house, and I'm thinking about having the camera face a whiteboard so that when I'm with my team, because it's hard, you know, when you're in the room together, I could get on the whiteboard and start drawing things out because I'm a very uh, visual person. I like to draw things out, so that's just one thing where it's been hard to kind of scr- uh, put together some some whiteboard uh, drawings uh, for people when you're when you're on Zoom. Yeah. Let's let's switch gears and, and talk about you know, being, you know, you and I are both, you know, leaders, uh, you know, in our companies and, you know, uh, being a leader, you, you need to be constantly learning from, from other leaders. And so obviously we can't do that, uh, you know, in person. And so, you know, the, those, again, those social replacements for the in-person, uh, you know, uh, things that we used to do, uh, you know you know, in my, in my case uh, I've actually doubled down on certain things. Like for example, we talked about that. We're, we're in that kind of mastermind uh, group of, of other kind of marketing peers once a month Uh, I'm a member of Revenue Collective, which has been interesting and as well as peak uh, and I I know that you started to use clubhouse Mm -hmm. uh, and I've kind of played around with, with lunch club. So, you know, give me your thoughts on even clubhouse Uh, again it you're using it for different things, but I found that it's been nice to actually um, utilize some of these things to kind of build relationships with other peers, uh, given kind of the situation we're in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the smaller networking groups, um, the ones I've been doing, like I'm in a local CMO group here. I mean, obviously we meet mostly on zoom, but it's, it's organized by you know, a gentleman that owns a media conglomerate here in the Metro DC area. So um doing that, like, I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed our mastermind group as well. Um, And Clubhouse, I have to say, I mean, I was really dragging my feet on that one, because a couple people had been pinging me about it. And I was like, I, I can't even think about another social media <laughs> yeah. channel right now. I mean, that's how I was kind of, bucketing it. Now, I don't know if I call it a social media channel. It's definitely not a hundred percent a social media channel to me. Yeah. Um, and it, it does really, it's completely reinvigorated me in some ways because it's like a built in self-help and community group, <laughs> right? Networking group. And so I'm doing tons of like mindfulness wellness groups in there. Um, and, there's some sparks, you know, happening. I've, you know, my best friends on there with me, we do session clubs together. um, And uh, there's also, you know, restaurant stuff going on in there and marketing stuff going on there and podcasting stuff going on there. And it's just, I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner. I'm a very curious person. I'd love to learn. And so I've really enjoyed it from that standpoint. Cause when I'm learning, I feel like I'm growing and changing and evolving and moving forward. Whereas, When I'm not, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not as content. So for me, it's been very invigorating. Um, I can't say I've like met anyone or, you know, anything like that, but it's just the content that, that I'm consuming there has been really interesting stuff. Um, so yeah. And, and all that goes into leadership, right? Like our, our whole human selves, like how we're developing our whole our, ourselves as humans and people. And, um, and so it's, it's, it's been really helpful to me.
1: Yeah. It's what, what's I, the one that I kind of, uh, have been playing around with. I haven't gotten the clubhouse yet. I, I, I am considering just experimenting with it, but the, the lunch club, uh, and, and for, for a while I got the two confused, but the lunch, club yeah, I one, heard of that. yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> there's lunch, <another> one? <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's another one,
0: oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> but it what's interesting that this one is you just sign up and it's just, it, it it's, it's random. You get random, uh, meetings just set up for you. You pick your times and it's funny. The first meeting I had was with a woman who currently lives in Austin, but she last year she was from Germany and she was here for South by Southwest. And because of COVID, they actually had to stay here and they were starting a business in Germany, but they ended up figuring out a way to stay here and now they've started their business and now they're staying here in Austin. But it's all a result of they were just here for South by Southwest wow. uh, and then the COVID. So that was my first call and it, that was that was an interesting one. And then the second one I had was... With somebody from Australia, mm-hmm. uh, and so again, it's just these like serendipitous, random conversations that, in you know, given the in- environment we're in, it's kind of interesting. I kind of uh, have been enjoying it. I probably do maybe one a week.
0: Is it uh, is it professional or per- or personal or what's the purpose of the yeah
1: it can be whatever you want. You kind of, I think the way, and I can't remember uh, how I set it up, but if you want to, I think a lot of people are doing it for business networking, but uh, I just use it as like random. Yeah. I'll talk to some stranger in Australia for, you know, half an hour, 15 <laughs> minutes just yeah. for fun, because it's uh it's a, uh, it's kind of a, it becomes a highlight of my week sometimes, but I'm going to do it biweekly. I think, uh, not every week. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, m- moving on from like the kind of how we, you know, work, you know, start to, you know, communicate with our peers, obviously not, you know, we have teams as well. And, um, you know, what have you been doing, uh, or have you been doing anything say differently as a result of, uh, you know, making sure that your, your, your marketing team, you know, stays healthy, uh, mentally and, and, and just make sure that they're, they're kind of, uh, they're not getting uh they're not getting fatigued essentially um is there anything you've been doing that, that's been different or you know have you given the fact that you prior to covid were remote you know you you had those things in place
0: yeah well my team's small right now i mean it's essentially me <laughs> and i have a <laughs> contractor um but i did have um you know i had two other two other women that were working with me and um yeah, I mean, we were doing you know exchanging pictures. Like after the weekend was over, we would when we would call in for our stand ups, um, you know, which were all obviously on Zoom. Um, I would ask her about her weekend and just and share some. You know, if she was comfortable sharing some photos. You know, because younger folks are taking phones everywhere they go, right? Yep. Everything they do. <laughs> um, and we would look at pictures and just being more again intentional about asking about personal sides of things so that it wasn't just all work all the time, Um, which like you, so, you know, smartly pointed out in our pre-show like these things naturally happen when you're in person, but a lot of them kind of fall by the wayside when you're just staring at a screen. And I was finding that I was forgetting to like, even ask, like, how are you doing? How was your weekend? How's, How's your family? She actually ended up moving home and living with her family um, really far away. So, you know, we didn't have any office time at all. And, um, doing some things like that were, was really important, you know, it was really important. So, um, I mean, again, I think it's just like really infusing more empathy and authenticity and transparency into our work life.
1: Oh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, uh, and I, and, and again, it's, that's the thing is even myself, uh, I recognize that, um, I have to almost make it, um, I wouldn't say that, I mean, I, I have, uh, one-on-ones with my, with my, you know, my, my team, uh, individual team members, um, but almost having to just be more aware that, uh, if somebody, if I felt somebody was dealing with, uh, you know, one gentleman on my team, he is very social. I know that. And I know when he's dealing with, uh, mental health, I just, I can tell he's a bit off. So checking in with him and, but I think I could also, you know, be better, but it's, it's hard. Like you said, when you're dealing with a screen and you're just going from meeting to meeting, meeting it sometimes it, 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 it's hard to, to remember that, you know, you've got to take the time to do that. Yeah. When, when you're dealing now, you know, and the other thing, you know, I kind of mentioned, uh, when we first had this conversation about a month ago, it was at the company level. So, you know, again, we were talking in the pre-show, you know, our, you know, Rentsync, I believe, um, naturally had a good, uh, culture. And what I mean by that is the sense that I felt like People wanted to do things with each other, even outside of the work hours. Uh, and I kind of mentioned, you know, it was the first time that I had noticed that people actually on a Friday night would stay after work and watch movies together. And, and, and so I think we were we, we've, we've done a great job just building a, a company, uh, at least pre-COVID, where people actually enjoyed uh, working together. Um, the problem I feel is now that we've moved into this is we didn't really have anything set up where we'd communicate, uh, with people or that there was no, uh, kind of structured communication from, from management to, to the company we've grown so fast. Uh, it just something that wasn't kind of that, that muscle hadn't been built. And I think that's something that we're rethinking about. So even from our level, um you know, we, we have some work to do, but, uh, from my side of things, you know, we are using Slack. We do have a social calendar, uh, where we start to put these in, uh, these things in, but like, how are you guys at Q, how are you guys looking at essentially making sure that you're, you're thinking about how to kind of keep, I get it. I guess it comes down to retention, right? How do you guys think about those things?
0: Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, we're, we're a heavy tech engineering company. So a lot of people have been acclimated to working, you know, in solitude even before the pandemic, not all, but a majority of, I'd say. Um, So it hasn't been as much of an impact on them. And I don't think, you know, I could be wrong, but I think my, my team, myself and my team, and maybe the sales team, like, those of us that are more social have, have missed it the most. Um, so some of the things we're doing uh, happy hours, right? Zoom happy hours. So we talked about that. Like we're doing monthly meetups with the entire company where the management team the leadership team gives quick updates. We do it all on zoom and then we go into breakout rooms. We, we fall out of that and go into individual breakout rooms that are small rooms with cross-functional teams. So at least one or two team members from each team, no more than like 12 or, or 15 people in each room. Um, and we talk about like fun topics to get to know each other better um, and just be light. We don't talk about anything work-related. Um, so I've been helping to organize that and and to do those. And they, they seem to be going pretty well. Um, we have non-management people leading them. So you know, folks in the company, we, we've selected to moderate those. Um, so it's just an opportunity to get other people involved, flex different muscles, um, meet different people in the company that you would never meet. Like, you know, we have a whole development team in Argentina that I would rarely see, but I'm seeing them more now that we're doing these. Interesting. Right? They, they used to rotate in and come into our office in D.C., but um, obviously no one's traveling. So, um you know, getting a little bit more time with them, which is which has been really interesting and and kind of different and fun. Um, every once in a while, there's a chance we get you know a couple people in the office, and you know I'll order lunch or dinner. You know, we went out for dinner actually, uh, first time ever in the pandemic a couple weeks ago. Um, so I think just really trying hard to look for, continue to look for ways to do that. Um, any kind of, you know, social activities on and off the screen are really encouraged. Like, I, I can't say enough about that.
1: Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So switching gears and kind of, as we come to a co- close, this is kind of my f- favorite part of the, uh, the, the, the conversation. I call it the quick fire round. Okay. So I've got, uh, I've got a couple questions I'm going to ask. You'll have about 60 seconds or less to answer them. So, Jennifer, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Question number one. What's one thing you wish your phone could do?
0: One thing I wish my phone could do? Um, automatically shut down when I say phone off.
1: <laughs> okay. I see that as a trend whenever I ask that question. Um, <laughs> question two. What's uh maybe given uh the situation we're in with COVID, what's one thing you've changed your mind about lately?
0: Mm, a lot. <laughs> um one thing I've changed my mind about lately. Gosh, that's a good question. Let's see. I mean, I just want to talk about I, I'd say compassion. Like my level of compassion has gotten so much deeper. Um than, than what it has been before. And that's for myself and for other people.
1: Okay. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, as far as how I see it as well. Um question three. What do you believe that others might disbelieve?
0: Goodness, these are good questions. Um, uh, what do I believe that others might disbelieve? I think it's that um you know, non-separation of church and state, right? That work and personal um, can be beautifully intertwined in a way that can work at the leadership level. That this whole notion that, you know, we need to, if we're leaders, we need to have this kind of like zipped up, buttoned up, look perfect, be perfect thing. I think that's so far gone, you know? Um And maybe there's people still holding on to that. I don't
1: know. I couldn't agree more. Um, So this could be, uh, you know, this could be saying the same thing another way. But uh, the next question is, what's the most misunderstood thing about you? (sighs) Misunderstood thing
0: about me? Uh...
1: It's okay. You made it it's okay. You don't have to, you know, if you if you No,
0: no, it's, no, that's a good question. It's a good thing to think about. It's the most under misunderstood thing about me. Um I think maybe there's more than meets the eye type of thing. Like I think that yeah, like just as humans, like we tend to be really quick to judge. Um Yeah. I'm I'm multifaceted and very complex. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. No problem. We'll, uh, we'll let you off with that one. Uh, okay. <laughs> the last question. This is an easy one. Artificial intelligence fills you with hope or dread. Pick one. Dread. Dread. All right. Okay. I tend to
0: be a very hopeful person, but. Eh.
1: Yeah, no, that that's a slippery slope. That one. Uh, and the last one, uh, where can people find you on the interweb?
0: I, I'm a lot of places. So. <laughs> LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, I'd say for interwebs most active, um, and clubhouse
1: and clubhouse. There you go. I'll put that all in the show notes. Uh, listen, uh, well, that's it for this episode, Jennifer, thank you so much for doing this. This is a Saturday. So I really appreciate you taking your, your part of your weekend to kind of chat Mm -hmm. with me. And, -hmm. uh, I look forward to getting together with you and the rest of the, uh, the group that we're in, uh, next month in March. Um, so yeah, I appreciate your time.
0: Thank you so much, Mitch. It's really been fun getting to know you and I look forward to to getting to know you more. So thanks so much.